This is CouncilCast, part of the Legal Talk Network, and I'm your host, Karen Conroy. When you face a complex case outside your expertise, you bring in a co-counsel for next-level results. When you want to engage, expand, and elevate your firm, you bring in a marketing co-counsel. In this podcast, I bring in marketing experts who each answer one big question to help your firm achieve more. Here's today's guest. Hi, I'm Jenny Wright. I'm a list build and lead generation specialist and fractional CMO for law firms, and I'm excited to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Jenny, this is going to be a good one. I am worried that we might go like, you know, an hour or two because we've got so much good stuff to talk about, but we'll, we'll be concise. We'll, we'll do, we'll do it. We'll, we'll push through and like make it, make it good. So the topic that we're going to talk about today, as you mentioned, is lead generation, fractional CMO. The title is How Can Lawyers Turbocharge Their Lead Generation? And so let's talk about lead generation in terms of what the first thing most lawyers think about is SEO. And why is that like not necessarily the place to start? (laughs) It seems like the easiest place to start, but SEO is such a long-term play. It's something obviously you want to have, but you have to think about it as a long-term picture. It is not something that's going to get you leads right out the door. It is a consistent project, right? If you want to get leads in the door right away, then you're going to be looking at different avenues of lead generation. So you have to look at things that are going to pull those people in. The thing that I find so interesting with lawyers is it's very, it's very geographically specific. Yes. You, You practice in one area. Right. So you have to have the leads in that area. So the best thing to do with that is to look at things like a really good lead magnet that has the name of your area of practice right in it. You know, best, you know, the top 10 blah, blah, blahs for people who want to blah, blah, blah in, you know, Texas, Houston, Texas, whatever. Right. And so on. So that the specificity that you really want to get into is the lead gen for just getting people in the door and getting to know you. And then you have to work on your closing game. Okay. There's a lot there in like that little short nugget. I'm going to pull out a bunch of little kind of sub angles to go off of a lot of the different things that you talked about. So let's first talk about what a lead magnet is, because I think a lot of people imagine a coach or Mm -hmm. I don't know, you know, those, those kind of lead magnets that you, that people assume. What would a lead magnet look like? for a lawyer? Because I think as soon as a lot of lawyers that I talk to hear lead magnet, they're like, oh, it's not for me. Like that's too close to sales and Mm. that feels yucky. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, what would it, give me an example. Let's just say, let's talk about two different kinds of law firms, like an estate planning firm Mm -hmm. where it's a small firm in, you know, maybe not a massive metropolitan area, just kind of a mid-sized Nashville, let's say Nashville. And then let's call say like a personal injury attorney in Chicago. So bigger city, like two different, totally different kinds of businesses. Huge. Okay. This, wow. I feel like this is a test. <laughs> okay. No, I'm gonna, a good test. You, I'm like gonna test. kind of talk through this so no, that you have a I minute like to think. Okay, awesome. I like tests. I, okay. I, I, I love the challenge. Okay. Okay, so, all right, let's do it. So the the first location, small business, we're talking about estate planning. Perfect. Yes. So the first thing that you'd probably want to do for a lead magnet there is an easily downloadable guide plus video. Oh where, mm, 
Yes. Okay. Listen, but like, come on, every time yeah. you download something, it sits on your desktop, you're never going to watch it. Exactly. So you include a video that auto plays, auto plays on the page where the download is. Not hard, yes. guys. This is not technically difficult, by the way. Yep. And the download is usually a guide. How to set yourself up for success, right? It doesn't yep. have to be like estate planning 101. I mean, that's no. What, what we want no. is we want to get people, the younger crowd, interested in estate planning. Yep. We need to talk about the things that have mattered to them, which is setting up your legacy, ensuring that everybody's going to be protected, that the thing that you're trying to create is safe and okay. Yes, that the thing they're worried about, yes. you have that answer and you're yes. going to make it safe. I think that's such a major key. Like, mm -hmm. you know, not we're not explaining the law to them. No. No, yeah. we're actually going off emotion. So people always buy with emotion yes. and then they justify with logic. So if your downloadable, oh gosh, so whatever it is, it, and I can't even claim that that's mine. Somebody shared that with me. I love it though. Right. It doesn't matter. And uh, <laughs> we're going to credit you for that one. <laughs> they buy with emotion and justify with logic. I love absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And, okay. and so we, we have to approach our lead magnets from a space of emotion. We're in an yep. emotional state when we're looking for these things, when we're searching, searching on Google, we're not in a logical state most of the time, right? Right. We're trying to get our dishwasher fixed. We're trying to make sure that we teach our puppy not to bite, whatever it is. Yes. And when it comes to estate planning or family law or personal injury law, we're usually at the point where decisions need to be made and we're still thinking with emotion. Yes. So the okay. download or the, the, the thing has to have that emotional piece and then you can present the logic. Okay. So you're, you're always reaching out to the empathetic feeling. side. I the feeling side. Yeah. I need to, I need to be ready so that my grandkids are okay. Or yeah. I need to get things in order so that when I do pass away, I haven't left a mess or yes. you can even, you can even remove the whole death and dying right out of it yeah. and just say, I just want my stuff organized yeah. so that I know exactly where I stand yep. and I'm making plans for the future. Yes. Okay. So we're appealing to the, the emotional side. That seems easier to me with when it comes to estate planning. So mm -hmm. let's flip it over to the other firm. Let's say personal injury in Chicago. Mm -hmm. They're, they're searching or they're, the people who are searching for them have had some kind of an accident or, you know, they've, something has happened usually kind of out of the blue. It's not something that they're planning for. This is easy. This is actually easier than estate planning. Oh, cool. This is your 10-step checklist to make sure that if you've been in an accident, you know exactly what your next steps are. Nice. Right? Yes. Right? So documentation, you know, making sure that you've re like reported things, that you've gone and seen a physician if you need to see a physician to document anything that's happened and so on and so forth, right? Yeah. Taking pictures, making sure you have the other person's information and so on. But you also, again, that's the logical side. You got to put in the emotion, right? Yeah. So it's, Hey, you've just like something terrible has just happened to you or somebody that you know. Yeah. You're going to be okay. We're going to make sure that, you know, you're taken care of. And here's the steps that we're going to take to make sure that happens. And we've included a 10 step guide on how you can make sure that you are going to be okay. Okay. This is so good. I want to step, take one step back and put this in a bigger con construct. Context? Yeah, context, construct, con whatever con you want to use. <laughs> so I think a lot of people look at this and I know a lot of people look at this and they're like, I don't, I don't really get this whole marketing thing in general. I don't know where this fits. I don't know how to do this. But also 
Let's talk broadly about the marketing funnel. Mm -hmm. So you and I probably, I, I, I know I live and breathe this marketing funnel. And so let's talk about first, where does this fit in the funnel? And so for those of you who aren't familiar with this marketing funnel, because you're a lawyer and this is not necessarily the thing you do all day, picture an upside down triangle. So the widest part is at the top and the the top of your funnel is where you're gathering sort of attention. And then as you move through the funnel, the very bottom is not only have you converted this person to a client, but they're probably a past client and you're going to continue to nurture them. And then there's pro steps throughout the funnel that you're going to get them to that phase. So let's talk about first, where does this lead generation idea fit? And, and then what other elements kind of tie in and then tie out of the lead generation process? Excellent question. So the first part of it is, is that your, your lead gen, whatever it is, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a lead magnet. Sure. It could be enter your name and email to get on our newsletter. It, whatever it is. Yeah. Could be the, I mean, lead gen can be as simple as a book a call. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But this, this lives after your attention getting piece like social media, appearances, you know, to speak, your yeah. networking opportunities. It is anything where somebody can go to yeah. and then start to interact with you. So it's usually step two. Right. And so interest. It, yes. It's, yeah. it's still in the interest building because, you know, if somebody meets you, a potential client meets you or hears you or sees you, they're going to Google you. Yeah. And so the first thing that's going to come up is probably your website. Mm-hmm. The second thing that should come up is probably notable mentions and, you know, your lead magnet should, should be in there somewhere. This is, right. you know, that's, that's where it should be. So, However, it's also very targeted. Sorry. No, go ahead. Finish. It's, in, sorry, it's incredibly sorry. targeted. <laughs> yeah. Right. So you, your lead magnet may not show up on, on Google where you want it to, and that's okay because it's very specific. What it should be is I shouldn't put your name in and that lead mag magnet necessarily come up. I should put in my concern and your lead magnet should come up. So there's a little bit of a difference there, but you're, yeah. and you should have more than one lead magnet eventually. Start with one and then you can build them out based on the very niched in concerns that your potential ideal client talks about. Right. And you can build little ones around that. So that's sort of the top of that funnel. And then you said the second part of that question was what comes next? What comes next? So the easiest thing is most people are going to be pushing to a consult. Right. Either free consult or paid consult. Yeah. But you're going to get a lot of people, usually about 50% or more, mostly more, will say no. So how right. are you going to capture those, recapture those leads? You have to have something like an autoresponder nurture sequence, which yes. basically just means having a series of emails that go out at a particular rate and keep people's interest. Okay, so this is so important. And here's, here's why I'm focusing on this funnel. And, you know, as a side note, this is, I'm going to be bringing up this funnel pretty much every episode this year because it's something that bears repeating and understanding because most of these things, like things like email campaigns and content generation fit in a few different areas. They do. So that's where it gets confusing for a lot of people where, but you're going to be doing it differently, differently in those different areas. But a lot of people, their entire marketing strategy is one little sliver of the funnel. And then they don't understand why they're riding this roller coaster of marketing. And it's because if you have, if your funnel is full, 
mm-hmm. and you are doing this in the best possible way where it's it's working and successful, you should have people at all these different stages. You should be moving people through and it should be a, then then you have this constant flow of business, of clients and and but it is such a project to do all of the different phases at any given moment, every single day, all day, right? So yes. this is where this fractional CMO comes in. So let's talk really briefly about kind of how that works. I kind of did a very kind of overview. It basically like we manage your entire funnel and and figure it all out mm-hmm. specifically for you. But how does your fractional CMO program work? I always start with an audit. And so I'm not fractional CMO to a ton of firms or a ton of companies only, obviously you can only do that so much, but I do audits for quite a few. So it's a 30 day audit. I get in there. I look at all the different traffic channels. So I actually create a traffic map of all the traffic coming in, where it's coming in and where it's leaking out. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, if we just keep coming back to this funnel, that Mm -hmm. is like, you're just a kind of a diagnosis. Like if you pulled your car in to get an oil change and they didn't notice that all of a sudden there was like this fluid just pouring out of one part of your entire is missing. Right. Like, but that's the example I would use. Like a tire is literally missing on the car and you're trying to run a car on three tires. But you wouldn't believe how many people do that. It's so true though, because all of a sudden it's like, oh wait, we needed to kind of follow up with these people who have called us. I mean, it seems so obvious in retrospect. It does. But if you're not doing it, this is why having, if you, if you don't have a CMO, you need to have a marketing person in your firm, either yes. a fractional marketing strategist, something like that. CMO is yeah. great. It's, it's CMO's top level. It's going to get you like everything you need. But if you need to have, just have a marketing strategist, you can have that too. Sure. But the goal has to be to look at all the traffic channels, see where everything's coming in and then optimize it. Yeah. And you'll find that people are spending too much money on PPC ads or not enough. Yeah. They don't have optimized SEO or they haven't spent any time on SEO. Nobody's kind of got their hands on the wheel. Yes. And making yeah. sure that everything is pointing in the same direction. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's what that's my superpower. My superpower is find where people are coming in, look for the deficiencies. Yep. Find where people are leaking out, fill the gaps. Yep. Then yeah. you fix all the processes as well, right? So it's having a CMO coming in is not going to fix all your problems overnight. No. Usually there's the audit, for at least for me the audit. And then I create a plan. If the client likes the plan and wants to implement it, congrats. Now I'm your CMO. Right. And then I implement the plan. And literally my KPIs for the first couple of like the first little bit is all about cleanup or doing everything that I had on the audit. Yep. Then I can make progress. Like we got to fix the foundation before we start building a second or third floor. We have to put the wheel back on. The The wheel has to go back on the car. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, and I got to find what the, like, I mean, yeah. and quite honestly, between you and me, I used to work. I used to work on cars back yeah. when I was a teenager. So you could put the wheel back. On. I could put the wheel back on the car, you know. Yeah. And you, but you've got to do all those components to make sure yes. that the car actually functions. You've got to, you know, put proper yes. gas and blah blah blah. There's so many things that people don't see. That's yeah. the the relevancy and the importance of having a dedicated marketing mind. Yeah, look at your stuff. 
So I see all these reports all the time. There was one that came out last fall about how frequent law firm owners don't even pick up their own phone or it takes them <laughs> multiple days to return a call. Oh, and God. it's things like this that I look at and I'm like, okay, this is not just a standalone issue. Mm -hmm. There is so much more going on in that firm. This is just one symptom of some greater disease. Yes. And... From me, I'm always looking at it from the marketing perspective. Clearly, there's probably operational problems. There's potentially financial things. If they can't even pick up their phone, there's probably so many things. And I see it all the time. All of a sudden, you know, I've got a, a client on like a systematic payment system and that doesn't go through and it takes them more than a typical amount of time to get back to me. I'm like, there's more going on here. Like you can just know right away which clients are organized and systematic and on top of things and which clients it is falling apart. And yes. however, wherever your touch point is, as a marketing person with them or as a client or wherever you are going to see, you're going to feel where it's falling apart. So this is where this comes in is you've got this outside person that comes in from a marketing perspective, looks at the whole picture and finds those broken parts or the missing wheels and like works to fill yeah. the fi fix all of those issues, but not just fix it, like I'll put them on a path for growth as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So let's come back to lead generation then. And because we've got it now in the whole big picture where like, yes, this is super important and this can boost your growth and all of that, but it's this tiny sliver of, of how it all works. So where do you see people make the biggest mistakes when it comes to, let's just go back to just the lead generation slice of things. Biggest mistakes are made. Oh my gosh. How much time do we have? No, no, quite honestly. <laughs> yeah. But the biggest, the biggest mistakes are made with what you don't know. Yeah. You don't know that having your landing page convert really, really well is a massive, massive boost to your lead gen. Yeah. If you're spending the time, effort and money to run traffic to a landing page, or you're just promoting it organically and your landing page for your lead magnet, the place where they enter their name and email, and then they receive. If that is converting poorly, you're losing leads. That's a leak. Okay. Yep. And if you can get that page to convert better, then you're going to have a better reception on the term, like and the amount of leads that are going to register and then the amount of people you have to contact. Right. So that's huge. The biggest thing that the, that's one of the biggest mistakes, but either, even if you take a step further back, the issue is not having an audience. Yeah. So you can create all the lead magnets you want in the world. You can put your shingle up online with your website. You can have your LinkedIn page and platform, but unless you're putting out relevant content that people actually want on a regular basis with consistency, none of it's going to matter. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's the place you got to start. Amazing guest. I want to say it was the earlier this year. And he talked a lot about, you know, so we're coming back to that top of the funnel, either step one or step two. Step one is the awareness. Step two that we're talking about is more interest. But he talked about not necessarily trying to get so much more traffic to your site, because most yeah. people, when they're looking at analytics, that's the number they look at, period. And they don't really kind of go much farther. But imagine if you converted people who were kind of coming 
into that mm-hmm. step too. You've already got the traffic. It, imagine if you just converted a higher percentage of the people who are there. First of all, your costs go way down. Your revenue goes way up. Like that makes way more sense. So converting, looking at your numbers, not at that top, top level, like this is how much traffic, but what happens between level one and the people who actually sign up for your lead magnet? And can you improve that? Because yeah. then we're still at towards the top of that funnel and then all of your numbers are bigger underneath of it you know so instead of like squeezing the numbers and doing making a mistake right at the top your numbers you know diminish from there make that those some of those top numbers bigger oh god Karen we could just talk about this all (laughs) day we're not gonna do that (laughs) no but we could there's yes, absolutely. You're hundred percent right. I love your point of view on it. And yeah. it has to be something that is optimized, but also like you don't want to shame people for not having done it because again, what sure. you don't know is what you don't know. Like you weren't, you didn't study and then take the bar so that you could then become a marketing director. Right. Right. You, yes. you went into this for a certain purpose. Yeah. And are you going to learn marketing along the way? Yeah. You're also going to learn accounts, payable, receivable. Right. You're going to learn all these different kinds of things, people management and so on and so forth. You can learn the marketing piece, which is great, but don't be down on yourself for the fact that you aren't a pro. That's why we exist. Like this. Exactly. Is, that's why I, you know, I've been doing this for over 20 years. That's why you've been right. doing it successfully as long as you have. Yeah. That, that's exactly. That's the whole yeah. point. You know, at some point, when I used to be corporate, my CEO would say, listen, it's all about hiring the best, smartest people around you who are even smarter than you, because then they just bring all of the best ideas into you. And then, you know, so once again, like you can't spend your entire day being both like an amazing lawyer and an amazing accountant and an amazing marketing person and an amazing, you know, every single thing. Like I don't change my own oil. I go to someone who (laughs) does that. I don't know why we keep coming back to these car analogies, but you know, that's where we're at today. (laughs) Okay. So we're at the point where we've got people on the site. We're trying to improve that overall engagement in the lead magnet. And we know that we need to connect with them emotionally. What else really works? If you are looking at someone's site and they've got a leak in their lead magnet and you can see people are coming in, but they're just not providing their email. It's just not working. Mm-hmm. What's the first thing you usually look at to, to fix or improve or you know, make it better? I'm going to look first at the visuals, second at the copy. Okay. So right? what is the worst thing people can do with visuals or one of the worst? It one mean. of the worst is, well, it, it's making it so it doesn't fit your brand. Number yeah. one. Yeah. And two is what I call the cobble effect, right? You're cobbling it together to try and make it work. You're using a free page builder because somebody told you you could build a high converting panda, you know, landing page off of a MailChimp page or something like that, <laughs> yeah. which angers me. But <laughs> I have very specific opinions on these things. Yeah, I could tell. <laughs> so, but, you know, We're taking all, a moment. Taking a moment, breathing. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm all right. Moving past MailChimp. Moving past, yes. <laughs> You're okay. But having, Wait, like, if you get nothing else, let's just not do a landing page and like a follow-up sequence using MailChimp. <laughs> and, and no shade to MailChimp. They have improved over the years, but the free stuff, I mean, if you pay, yeah. if you get for free, you know what you're going to get for free. Exactly. So, making sure that you have a really good landing page builder. There's some really 
economical ones. I fully do not think, and I mean, you can agree or disagree. This might be the point where our friendship might actually <laughs> fork. Oh no. Is I don't, I don't believe in an all in one solution. I don't either. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't either. I, I keep looking for it. Like I keep mm-hmm. seeing people talk about it and I've seen, and I'll, I'll it'll grab my attention for a minute and I'm like, nope. No. <laughs> I, no, I just don't. I just, I just don't. I, no. I've, I've yet to see any evidence that that has ever existed. On it doesn't. They can't. No. You can't. No. You can't be, I, I call it, I mean, I can't, you can't do everything. Like all in one is the master of none. That's what I say. Right. Yeah. Right. It's like being a general attorney. It just doesn't really work. And you, you're never that successful because yeah. for, well, for all the same more reasons. money as a doctor, yep. a generalist or a specialist. Exactly. Right. So yeah. be a specialist. Right. So go with the people that are going to be the specialist of what they do. Those are the landing pages. So the landing page has to look pretty good. It doesn't have to yeah. look like a million bucks and nor do you have to pay a million bucks to make it happen. Right. But it has to look good. Have good images, right? Yep. Don't just copy and paste something out of Google yeah. and use the little Google white blowy up a figure looking thing, right? And yes. you know, <laughs> the typical Google image. There's so many free royalty-free image sites yeah. that you can use. But if you can throw in images of your firm and your faces, even better. Oh, because yeah, people totally. want to see you and like you're pulling them through and, and video having even, that conversation. Oh, the video. Video. Yes. Video. Yes. Like, having a video on your landing page yep. is, is like next level. Yeah. And okay. I will say like all of the things that I've recently personally converted with, they all have video, all of them, the best ones mm-hmm. that I'm looking at, you know, whatever it is that I'm buying software, whatever it is, totally, obviously n- not necessarily legal services. Mm-hmm. They always immediately have a video mm-hmm. on that landing page and it can be like 45 seconds. Yeah. And you can film it with Zoom for free if you want to. Like just having something up there that again connects. Yeah. Right. So whatever your whatever your persona is, you put your persona. So one of the people that I know, one of the lawyers I know, he's a bit of a bulldog. Yeah. Right. And you know he's a personal injury lawyer. And you know if you hire him, he's literally going to bite down and never let go. Like that's his whole thing. Like I am going to fight tooth and nail until the end. Yep. And so the video that's on his landing page is like, Hey, I'm so-and-so, you know, and I'm the, I'm the bulldog for your, you know, for your personal injury case. Right. And like he talks yeah. about it and he gets people riled up. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And it's just unscripted. He had a good time. One of my other clients, an actual client of mine, she's way more empathetic. Yes. She's way more about that sort of loving embrace. You know, we've got you hand yep. around the shoulder kind of feel. Yeah. And so the video on her landing page is very, um, soft, soft, experiential, yeah. yeah, makes you feel safe and warm and welcome. So there's yes. a completely different audience for that. And that's for family law. Right. Well, and I have had clients who come to me and they look and th- maybe they're more like your second client, the soft mm-hmm. family law, estate planning, whatever, you know, very personal work that they're doing. And they look at those personal injury sites and they're like, I love how this one looks. And maybe they're looking at like the bulldog and they're like, you know, this is great. And I'm like, yes, but it's not for you. Right? <laughs> like that is, we are not going to use those colors and those fonts and that approach mm-hmm. for you because that'll feel so weird and so disingenuous. Fake. Yes. And that's the first thing that people will be like, Ew, what are you doing? And so it's not about necessarily like finding this recipe 
for a certain approach or something. It's actually the opposite of that. It's, it's being more custom and making sure that it's, it's, you're not following what everybody else is doing because that would be weird Mm -hmm. and feel weird. And it would just, it's not going to work. Okay. So we could talk about this all day long, but I want to hear about the book that you have to recommend. And I'm sure we can tie this all in. So if you haven't noticed, we've got this amazing library on the site and all the guests have recommended books that are usually related to the topic we're talking about. So Jenny, what's the book that you have? Oh, okay. So this is going to show the geek in me. Oh, I love it. And this is Sir Patrick Stewart making it so so he is a sir right he is a sir yeah okay so it's appropriate (laughs) it is appropriate and he so if you don't know who patrick stewart is he is the actor who played captain jean-luc picard on star trek the next generation which came out in the late 80s and lasted into the 90s yes i'm a geek and i didn't realize it was that long ago yes yeah oh my gosh that's 88 it came out in like 88 or 89 yeah that's amazing yeah and then okay, I think it so only lasted seven or eight seasons. Anyways, that's crazy. But what? So what is his book about? His book is his memoir. He's in his eighties, okay. uh, but it's talking about his life and how he started off as a Shakespearean actor that he never expected to do well, and that he's always surprised, even in his eighties, that people like his acting and oh, it keeps wow. him humble. Oh, that's and so nice. It is. And that's one of the things that I try and bring into sort of my space is the yeah. humbleness of, you know, the gratitude of everything that's going on or everything that's happened that is yeah. good in your life and that you want to continue on. But just having that sort of that humbleness that, you know, you're, you're not all that you're not all ego yeah. and brash right. and that you you stand to learn even into yes. your 80s yes. to be a better human being. And that's what he, he talks about that. He talks about being in the Royal Shakespeare Company. He talks about always being, you know, a little bit of the odd man out in some ways. Yeah. And and well, I, just, I, mean, I just love that. Think about, you know, I feel like that is such a really important thing to keep in mind, especially with marketing. And like, I've been doing this for about 15 years. If I had kind of stuck my boots in the mud and said, no, this there's one way to do this. There's mm-hmm. one way to make a website and it is HTML. <laughs> You would not be very popular right now. I would not have much business. Like it's just, that's just not the way the world works. Right. And so, and, and look at all these advances. I mean, just in this last year with AI and who knows what will happen in the next five years. So you literally can't, you can't have this kind of stick in the mud approach to marketing because you will just get left in the dust. Like it's just, it's, and that's a, it's kind of a nice way to think about life in general. Like Mm -hmm. things are constantly changing. I need to learn and change. And, and also like just being nice and humble and appreciative of like where life has brought you. Like that's, that's a nice kind of client centric approach that people are going to really be attracted to and appreciate versus I would assume that your bulldog client wouldn't necessarily be <laughs> bored with that. Like you probably feel a little differently about, Weirdly you know, enough, the bulldog, he is actually a puppy. Like he is such uh, a, he like, it's his persona yeah. but behind that. He's one of the nicest people. Well, that's a nice balance because yeah. and he's uh, incredibly know, empathetic. So it, yeah. it, it's a good balance for him. 
Yeah. Well, it's, it's rare to find where people have both and can balance that out. (laughs) So that's, that's awesome. But yeah, I think that's it. Okay. So we will tag the book is making it. So Patrick Stewart, and we'll obviously add it to the library, put it on the page. It sounds like a nice, just a nice read for, you know, this time of the year and just kind of, kind of setting baseline feelings about Mm -hmm. how to approach work and life and all of that. Absolutely. And during the, during the pandemic, just as a note, he actually brought out the book of sonnets from Shakespeare and every day he would read a sonnet live on Facebook. Oh my gosh. So, you know, not that I know everybody loves Shakespeare, but it was such a soothing voice to listen to. And it was like, you know, it was 10 or 15 minutes. It was very relaxing. It was lovely just to hear it. And it just took your mind off of things. Oh, how nice. Yeah. What a wonderful, I just think he's a wonderful human being. And I think there's a lot to gather from that just for life. Sure. Out of this, oh my gosh, that's book. a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we've had books that are very specific, like with mm-hmm. one tactic. And it's like, it's nice because you can have like one little takeaway thing. But this seems broad and just sort of theoretical. And like, this is how you should be as a human being, which yeah, applies more esoteric to, to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly. Exactly. And I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're watching the video of this, I have a boatload of books behind me and they're all business minded. But you yeah. have to, like, I, I personally think you just have to balance them out. Yes. With having some stuff that's totally not business related, but could spark interest in something. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. We will link to that. So what's one thing that you know that works? I mean, we have talked about a lot. We've talked about this funnel specifics within the funnel. We've talked about Patrick Stewart. (laughs) (laughs) Like We covered a lot here. So what's one thing that, that you know that works? Consistency. Yeah. Just consistency, whatever it is, um, plan to do it for 90 days. Yes. So post with regularity on social media for 90 days. It doesn't have to be five times a day. It could be four times a week. Yeah. And just post with regularity. Do something consistently before you say that didn't work. Yeah. And that's, especially when it comes to lead gen, that's mm-hmm. one of the first questions. It's usually how much and how fast are the first two questions that I get. And the people who don't actually lead with that, I'm like, oh, okay, this is going to be a good one. Yeah, they get it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, they know. Okay, I'm in this for the long haul. Mm-hmm. I know these things, if they're done well, it takes time, like everything in life. And I do think that consistency, and my other big one is patience. <laughs> like it kind of oh goes gosh, hand yes. in hand with consistency. Absolutely. But, you know, being patient and knowing that there will be a bit of a roller coaster ride, no matter what marketing tactic you're using. Uh, you have to test and you'll, you have to have things that don't go the way as planned. And that's not a failure or something that we've done wrong. That's data. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. And as a data geek, the more data, the better. Yes. I love it. Okay. All right. What's a big takeaway that you'd like? I mean, like I said a minute ago, we've talked about so many things. What's a big takeaway that you'd like everyone to just get overall from this whole episode? Don't look at marketing as an overwhelming piece of the puzzle for your business. Look at it as a, as a necessity that you don't necessarily need to do yourself, but you just need to understand enough that you can give good direction and understand what needs to be done. So look at what needs to be done. Don't get overwhelmed by it. If you, if it's too much for you, find somebody like us to yeah. support you with that. Like, you know, there's some great professionals like we are that can, that can do that job and, you know, make sure that you're putting time, effort, and, and some, some funds into increasing your lead gen. Always be, yes. always be lead genning. There you go. <laughs> I love That's that. my takeaway. And, and can... it goes with my name. Nice. 
I see, oh, exactly. I, I almost see like a little bumper sticker. <laughs> right? It's like the, what is it? ABC always be selling. This is always yes. be lead genning. There you yes. go. Oh my gosh. That could be like such a nice little tagline. Jenny Wright, always be lead genning. <laughs> I'm going to trademark that. That's awesome. I got mugs. I'm going to make mugs with that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. All right. Jenny Wright. Thank you so much for being here. Jenny Wright is a lead gen consultant and specialist. And thank you so much. This was awesome. We will link to all your stuff, your website, your LinkedIn, you know, all the good links and everything, as well as the book on the show notes. But thank you so much. This was an awesome conversation. Karen, it's been so beautiful to have this conversation, to talk to somebody who's like-minded and just really enjoy it. I love your, like your stance on things. Could be doing this for hours. So I really appreciate the opportunity just to have this conversation. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for listening to this episode of the CouncilCast podcast. Be sure to visit our website at council-cast.com for the resources mentioned on the episode and to give us your feedback. If you enjoyed this episode, I would appreciate if you could rate and review the podcast on Apple and subscribe to your favorite podcast platform. See you on the next one.